Shema Yisrael Adonai Eloheinu Adonai Echad Baruch Shem Kehud Malkuto Le'olam Va'ed Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. Blessed be the name of the glory of His kingdom forever and ever. Amen. Good morning, Mishpacha. Welcome to the Daily Audio Torah. I'm Laura Densmore, your host, and I'm so glad you're joining in with me today. Today is Wednesday, August 31st. In Revelation 1.8, Yeshua says of Himself, I am the Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the ending, says the Lord, which is, and which was, and which is to come, the Almighty. Did you know that if you read Genesis 1.1 in Hebrew, there is an olive tov right smack dab in the middle of that verse? Truly Yeshua, the olive tov, is there in the beginning and the end. So, if you were reading your Bible in Hebrew, whenever you come across Olive Tov, this is a direct reference to Yeshua. The acronym for Daily Audio Torah is D-A-T. In Hebrew, that is Dalit Olive Tov. When you unpack that in the ancient Hebrew picture language, what it means is this, Doorway to the Olive Tov. The Daily Audio Torah is your doorway to the Olive Tov, your doorway to Yeshua. Are you being blessed by this ministry? Please consider supporting Daily Audio Torah. You can make a one-time or a recurring donation by going to dailyaudiotorah.com and then click on the Give pick on the navigation menu. You can then make a secure online donation there. Thank you for your prayers, and thank you for your support. Now let's continue our journey through the entire Bible in one year. This week we are reading from the Israel Bible for the Hebrew Scriptures and from the King James for the Brit Hadashah. Today we continue the Torah portion, Shaftim, and it means Judges. Deuteronomy 19, 1-10 When Hashem your God has cut down the nations whose land Hashem your God is assigning to you, and you have dispossessed them and settled in their towns and homes, you shall set aside three cities in the land that Hashem your God is giving you to possess. You shall survey the distances and divide into three parts the territory of the country that Hashem your God has allotted to you, so that any manslayer may have a place to flee to. Now this is the case of the manslayer who may flee there and live, one who has killed another unwittingly, without having been his enemy in the past. For instance, a man goes with his neighbor into a grove to cut wood. As his hand swings the axe to cut down a tree, the axe head flies off the handle and ink strikes the other so that he dies. That man shall flee to one of these cities and live. Otherwise, when the distance is great, the blood avenger, pursuing the manslayer in hot anger, may overtake him and kill him. Yet he did not incur the death penalty, since he had never been the other's enemy. 
That is why I command you, set aside three cities. And when Hashem your God enlarges your territory as he swore to your fathers and gives you all the land that he promised to give your fathers, if you faithfully observe all this instruction that I enjoin upon you this day to love Hashem your God and to walk in his ways at all times, then you shall add three more towns to those three. Thus, blood of the innocent will not be shed, bringing blood guilt upon you in the land that Hashem your God is allotting to you. Job 37.1-39.30 Because of this, too, my heart quakes and leaps from its place. Just listen to the noise of his rumbling, to the sound that comes out of his mouth. He lets it loose beneath the entire heavens, his lightning to the ends of the earth. After it he lets out a roar, he thunders in his majestic voice. No one can find a trace of it by the time his voice is heard. Hashem thunders marvelously with his voice. He works wonders that we cannot understand. He commands the snow fall to the ground, and the downpour of rain, his mighty downpour of rain, is as a sign on every man's hand that all men may know his doings. Then the beast enters its lair and remains in its den. The storm wind comes from its chamber and the cold from the constellations. By the breath of Hashem ice is formed and the expanse of water becomes solid. He also loads the clouds with moisture and scatters his lightning clouds. He keeps turning events by his stratagems, that they might accomplish all that he commands them, throughout the inhabited earth, causing each of them to happen to his land, whether as a scourge or as a blessing. Give ear to this, Job. Stop to consider the marvels of Hashem. Do you know what charge Hashem lays upon them when his lightning clouds shine? Do you know the marvels worked upon the expanse of clouds by him whose understanding is perfect? Why your clothes become hot when the land is becalmed by the south wind? Can you help him stretch out the heavens, firm as a mirror of cast metal? Inform us, then, what we may say to him. We cannot argue because we are in darkness. Is anything conveyed to him when I speak? Can a man say anything when he is confused? Now then, one cannot see the sun, though it be bright in the heavens until the wind comes and clears them of clouds. By the north wind the golden rays emerge. The splendor about Hashem is awesome. Shaddai, we cannot attain to him. He is great in power and justice, and abundant in righteousness. He does not torment. Therefore men are in awe of him whom none of the wise can perceive. Then Hashem replied to Job out of the tempest and said, Who is this who darkens counsel, speaking without knowledge? Gird your loins like a man, I will ask, and you will inform me. Where were you when I laid the earth's foundation? Speak, if you have understanding. Do you know who fixed its dimensions, or who measured it with a line? Unto what were its bases sunk? Who sets its cornerstone when the morning stars sang together and all the divine beings shouted for joy? 
Who closed the sea behind doors when it gushed forth out of the womb? When I clothed it in clouds and swaddled it in dense clouds, when I made breakers my limit for it, and set up its bars and doors, and said, You may come so far and no farther. Here your surging waves will stop. Have you ever commanded the day to break, assigned the dawn its place, so that it seizes the corners of the earth and shakes the wicked out of it? It changes like clay under the sea, till its hues are fixed like those of a garment. Their light is withheld from the wicked, and the upraised arm is broken. Have you penetrated to the sources of the sea, or walked in the recesses of the deep? Have the gates of death been disclosed to you? Have you seen the gates of deep darkness? Have you surveyed the expanses of the earth? If you know of these, tell me. Which path leads to where light dwells, and where is the place of darkness, that you may take it to its domain and know the way to its home? Surely you know, for you were born there, and the number of your years is many. Have you penetrated the vaults of snow, and seen the vaults of hail, where I have put aside for a time of adversity, for a day of war and battle? By what path is the west wind dispersed, the east wind scattered over the earth? Who cut a channel for the torrents, and a path for the thunderstorms, to rain down on uninhabited land, on the wilderness where no man is? to saturate the desolate wasteland, and make the crop of grass sprout forth. Does the rain have a father? Who begot the dewdrops? From whose belly came forth the ice? Who gave birth to the frost of heaven? Water congeals like stone, and the surface of the deep compacts. Can you tie cords to Pleiades, or undo the reins of Orion? Can you lead out Maseroth in its season and conduct the bear with her sons? Do you know the laws of heaven or impose its authority on earth? Can you send up an order to the clouds for an abundance of water to cover you? Can you dispatch the lightning on a mission and have it answer you, I am ready? Who put wisdom in the hidden parts? Who gave understanding to the mind? Who is wise enough to give an account of the heavens? Who can tilt the bottles of the sky, whereupon the earth melts into a mass, and its clouds stick together? Can you hunt prey for the lion, and satisfy the appetite of the king of beasts? They crouch in their dens, and lie in ambush in their lairs. Who provides food for the raven when his young cry out to Hashem and wander about without food? Do you know the season when the mountain goats give birth? Can you mark the time when the hinds calve? Can you count the months they must complete? Do you know the season they give birth, when they couch to bring forth their offspring to deliver their young? Their young are healthy, they grow up in the open, they leave and return no more. Who sets the wild donkey free? Who loosens the bonds of the onager? whose home I have made the wilderness, the salt land, his dwelling place. He scoffs at the tumult of the city, does not hear the shouts of the driver. He roams the hills for his pasture. He searches for any green thing. 
Would the wild ox agree to serve you? Would he spend the night at your crib? Can you hold the wild ox by ropes to the furrow? Would he plow up the valleys behind you? Would you rely on his great strength and leave your toil to him? Would you trust him to bring in the seed and gather it in from your threshing floor? The wing of the ostrich beats joyously. Are her pinions and plumage like the storks? She leaves her eggs on the ground, letting them warm in the dirt, forgetting they may be crushed underfoot or trampled by a wild beast. Her young are cruelly abandoned, as if they were not hers. Her labor is in vain for lack of concern. For Hashem deprived her of wisdom and gave her no share of understanding. Else she would soar on high, scoffing at the horse and its rider. Do you give the horse his strength? Do you clothe his neck with a mane? Do you make him quiver like locusts, his majestic snorting, spreading terror? He paws with force, he runs with vigor, charging into battle. He scoffs at fear, he cannot be frightened, he does not recoil from the sword. A quiver full of arrows whizzes by him, and the flashing spear, and the javelin. Trembling with excitement, he swallows the land, he does not turn aside at the blast of the trumpet. As the trumpet sounds, he says, Aha! From afar he smells the battle, the roaring and shouting of the officers. Is it by your wisdom that the hawk grows pinions and spreads his wings to the south? Does the eagle soar as you, at your command, building his nest high, dwelling in the rock, lodging upon the fastness of a jutting rock? From there he spies out his food, from afar his eyes see it, his young gulp blood. Where the slain are, there he is. Second Corinthians four thirteen to five ten. We, Paul and his co-workers, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed, and therefore have I spoken. We also believe, and therefore speak, knowing that he which raised up the Lord Yeshua shall raise up us also by Yeshua, and shall present us with you. For all things are for your sakes, that the abundant grace might, through the thanksgiving of many, redound to the glory of God. For which cause we faint not, but, though our outward man perish, yet the inward man is renewed day by day. For our light affliction, which is but for a moment, works for us a far more exceeding and eternal weight of glory. While we look not at the things which are seen, but at the things which are not seen, For the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal. For we know that if our earthly house of this tabernacle were dissolved, we have a building of God, a house not made with hands, eternal in the heavens. For in this we groan, earnestly desiring to be clothed upon with our house which is from heaven. If so be that being clothed, we shall not be found naked. For we that are in this tabernacle do groan, being burdened, not for that we would be unclothed, but clothed upon that mortality might be swallowed up of life. Now he that has wrought us for the selfsame thing is God, who also has given unto us the earnest of the Spirit. Therefore we are always confident, knowing that while we are at home in the body, 
we are absent from the Lord. For we walk by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and willing, rather, to be absent from the body and to be present with the Lord. Therefore we labor that, whether present or absent, we may be accepted of him. For we must all appear before the judgment seat of Yeshua, that everyone may receive the things done in his body according to that he has done, whether it be good or bad. Psalm 44, 9-26 But you, God, have cast off and put us to shame, and go not forth with our armies. You make us to turn back from the enemy, and they which hate us spoil for themselves. You have given us like sheep appointed for meat, and have scattered us among the heathen. You sell your people for naught, and do not increase your wealth by their price. You make us a reproach to our neighbors, a scorn and a derision to them that are round about us. You make us a byword among the heathen, a shaking of the head among the people. My confusion is continually before me, and the shame of my face has covered me. For the voice of him that reproaches and blasphemes by reason of the enemy and avenger. All this has come upon us, yet have we not forgotten you, neither have we dealt falsely in your covenant. Our heart is not turned back, neither have our steps declined from your way. Though you have sore broken us in the place of dragons and covered us with the shadow of death, if we have forgotten the name of our God or stretched out our hands to a strange God, shall not God search this out? For he knows the secrets of the heart. Yes, for your sake are we all, we are killed all day long. We are counted as sheep for the slaughter. Awake! Why do you sleep, O Lord, and arise and cast us not off forever? Why do you hide your face and forget our affliction and our oppression? For our soul is bowed down to the dust, our belly cleaves to the earth. Arise for our help and redeem us for your mercy's sake. Proverbs 22:13. The slothful man says, There is a lion outside. I will be slain in the streets. I want to speak to you today from our reading from the book of Job, and we're going to zoom in on chapter 38. And finally, God answers Job's petition, Job's question. He he comes before the Lord, basically in the courtroom of heaven, and he brings his case before the God of Israel and says, you know, why are all these terrible things happening to me? I'm righteous. I've been good. I have not sinned. But all these terrible, hard things are happening to me. Why? And so now the Lord is responding and answering to Job and basically putting Job in his place. He says to him, where were you? When I laid the earth's foundation, speak, if you have understanding. Do you know who fixed its dimensions, or who measured it with a line? Unto what were its bases sunk, and who set its cornerstone? And in verse 11, and he said, or verse 10, When I made breakers my limit for it, and set up its bar and doors, and said, You may come so far, and no farther. Here your surging waves will stop. 
The Israel Bible Commentary to verse 4, Where Were You When I Laid the Earth's Foundations, reads as follows. In this chapter, Hashem finally responds to Job's questioning of his justice. He says that since Job was not around when God created the world, he cannot possibly understand the way in which he runs the world. Rabbi Judah Halevi, in his book, the Kuzari suggests that precisely because man was not around to witness the creation of the world, Hashem introduces himself in the first of the Ten Commandments as the God who took the children of Israel out of Egypt rather than the God who created the world. Exodus 20, verse 2. The people could not relate to God as creator since they did not explicitly know him as such. However, the exodus, which was experienced by the entire nation of Israel, proved God's existence to them beyond a shadow of a doubt. Furthermore, Rambam explains that Hashem's manipulation of nature during the exodus proves this. He is indeed the creator of the natural order of the world, and that he continues to be involved in the running of the world and the lives of his people. And, you know, as I meditate and reflect and think about all of these things that God is saying in this chapter about how he is the one who sends forth the lightning bolts and they report back to him. He is the one who sets the boundaries for the ocean waves to go no farther. And he is the one who basically runs everything in our natural world. He set it all in place at creation and he runs it day to day, hour to hour, minute to minute. And then we have people who come along who want to try to manipulate the weather with chemtrails. And then we have HARP up in Alaska doing their experiments and sending up radio wave signals. And then it can cause tornadoes or hurricanes or they're trying to manipulate the weather, cause droughts and that sort of thing. And this is man mishandling manipulating, misusing the beautiful creation that God made, this beautiful earth that we live on. And so it's really a wonderful thing to meditate and think about God as our creator, that wherever you live, you can take a moment and pause and enjoy a sunset enjoy a little bit of landscaping in your backyard enjoy the beach if you're anywhere near the ocean enjoy a walk through the forest and think about all of the beauty of creation that all of creation as glorious as it is points to the creator the one who made all things and so we can worship him as our creator and appreciate the beauty of his creation have a blessed day and we'll see you tomorrow shalom Mareka, yeah, yeah.
Blessing from Numbers chapter 6, 24 to 26. Adonai bless you and keep you. Adonai make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. Adonai lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. <laughs> 